Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is October 5th. 2016. My name is Phil Prosmerich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com, and we've got another fantastic show for you, a great Wednesday show, because it is once again, for the second time this year, game day as the Magic are in Cleveland to take on the defending champion, that still feels weird to say, Cleveland Cavaliers. No 3-1 leads on the line tonight. It's just a preseason game. Uh, We will talk briefly about that game, preview what to look for in that game, as well as get a quick update on Serge Ibaka and talk about a really important issue with practice and what the added competition from practice, what the added depth can mean for the Orlando Magic. But before we get going with today's show, I do want to say a quick word from our sponsor, SeatGeek. Buying tickets online for sports and concerts has been a confusing process for a long, long time now. It's always been hard to find the best deal for that game or show you want to go to, and none of those older ticket sites want to change that. But SeatGeek is different. They've come along and created an amazing app and website that makes it easier than ever for fans to buy and sell tickets. We are, of course, a week away from the first Magic home preseason game. That's right. The first Magic home game is on the way. And, yeah, it's a preseason game. You could go up to the box office and single-game tickets for the Orlando Magic are on sale right now through the Chase box office at the Amway Center and all those other outlets. But you want to make sure you get the absolute best price. So you pop on to SeatGeek. Put in the game you want to go to. Like, let's say you want to go to next Wednesday's game against San Antonio Spurs. I'm looking at it right now. I see tickets as low as $10. I see lower bowl tickets as low as $25. This is the great thing about SeatGeek. You can see where all the best tickets are on the map, where exactly you're going to be sitting, and whether you're getting a good price. SeatGeek is always the first place I go to look for tickets to a game or concert. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone. I used it earlier this week to sell my Orlando City tickets. Another successful per- another successful sale for me uh, for, for uh, my unused Orlando City tickets. Everything about SeatGeek is designed to make life easier for sports and music fans. SeatGeek does all the price comparison for you by searching multiple ticket sites and ensuring that you get the best possible deal. SeatGeek does all the work and you save time and money. Who doesn't want that? And SeatGeek wants to help you get the most bang for your buck. That's why every ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade based on value. You'll immediately see any underpriced seats and be able to find the best deals that fit your budget. Best of all, and this is important for my Magic fans, getting ready for the season to start, my listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. Here's what you have to do to get your $20 rebate on tickets. Download the SeatGeek app. Go to the settings tab and click add a promo code. Enter the promo code LOMAGIC and SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket. Download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code LOMAGIC today. One guy who doesn't need seat, doesn't need tickets to any game is, is Serge Ibaka. He's, he's on the team, so he doesn't have to worry about silly things like trying to get tickets to the game. But Serge Ibaka has had to worry lately about playing. 
to simply being on the court. That, of course, has been kind of one of the ongoing stories in Magic Camp so far is the injuries. Unfortunately, injuries have become a reality for the Orlando Magic and their depth is being tested. No word yet on whether Alfred Payton or Aaron Gordon will be available for Wednesday's game. Uh, Alfred Payton's been out since first day, first day of practice. I, I doubt he'll be available. Aaron Gordon seems to be making progress, and I would imagine he'll be back practicing in full when the team returns to Orlando after Wednesday's game. Serge Ibaka, though, has been a little bit more, let's say, wary. Let's say we're going to be a little more wary about him because he's experienced an injury like the one he has now before. Since about last Wednesday or Thursday, Serge Ibaka has been out with uh, what what the coaches have said, what Frank Vogel has said is knee soreness. He said it's kind of routine. Ibaka's been feeling some soreness. He's a veteran. They're holding him out. He's someone that, that will get the system pretty quickly. He knows what he's doing. So it, it hasn't caused much alarm. Tuesday, though, came with the news, though, that the Magic did send him for an MRI just as a precaution. Frank Vogel told Josh Robbins of the Orlando Sentinel that the Magic took a precautionary MRI on Serge Ibaka's sore knee and it showed no structural problems. That is good news. Uh, Vogel said Ibaka would be available to play Wednesday night, but Vo- but he wasn't sure he'd play him since he's missed so much practice time. Remember, Ibaka hasn't played for about a week, so it's probably still best to, to err on the safe side and hold him out. Wait, for, give him a, give him two more days of rest. You get Wednesday to rest in Cleveland, Thursday to rest with the Magic coming home, having a day off, and then you get back to work Friday, hurricane pending, Friday for practice. Uh, and, and ramp up toward that first home preseason game, like I said, next week against the San Antonio Spurs. Frank Vogel said to Josh Robinson of the Atlanta Sentinel, quote, it's kind of what we felt, but I think it just gives everyone peace of mind having that MRI, unquote, having that MRI uh, just kind of soothe everyone that there isn't a problem. Serge Ibaka had a, a similar issue in 2015. He missed the final 18 games of the season, uh, complaining of knee soreness, Rest wasn't getting it, wasn't getting him back any sooner, and so he had an arthroscopic knee surgery just to clean it all out, kind of investigate the problem. He ended up missing the last 18 games, and the Thunder missed the playoffs that year. Ibaka's kind of had recurring knee injuries throughout his career. Nothing serious. He's never missed serious time. Like you, th- I mean, with with the way people talk about Ibaka's knees, you think that he'd have missed a lot of time, and you know maybe that sapped some of his some of his explosiveness. But Ibaka has played through a lot. Played pretty much the entire season. that Those 18 games that he missed in 2015 were the most that he's missed in his entire career. So it doesn't seem like this injury is a huge concern. What is a huge concern, of course, is the fact that the Magic are trying to come together as a team for the first time. They've got so many new players. They've got a new coach. You want to see these guys out on the floor, just getting those reps in, getting that camaraderie built up, getting that on-court chemistry. It seems like the team has good off-court chemistry already. But get that on-court chemistry learn how to play with each other, learn how to play together, especially on the defensive end. That's what the Magic really want to see, and they haven't had that opportunity really with Ibaka practicing maybe four or five times before he had to sit out with this knee issue. It doesn't seem like this is something to worry about, though. The Magic are just being cautious. It kind of sounds like, and I feel this way about Aaron Gordon too, if this were April and the Magic needed to make the playoffs, it sounds like, both Gordon and Ibaka could play through these injuries. But since it's October, it's the preseason, no reason to push them to come back sooner than, than they have to be. They'll be ready when they're ready. There's still plenty of time to practice. The Magic are 
you know, the crazy thing about the way the preseason schedule is set up, the Magic are home for the rest of the preseason. They, they come home from Cleveland on Wednesday night. They'll have Thursday off. They don't have another game until the 12th, next Wednesday. So one week from today will be their next game after tonight's game. And then they're home, and then they have only one road game remaining on their preseason schedule, and it's a short trip to Miami. So the Magic are going to get plenty of time to practice. I'm not too worried about things. You know, it this sounds callous, but I'm actually a little worried that they'll miss they'll miss that Friday practice because of because of Hurricane Matthew. But uh, other than that, you know, the Magic are going to have plenty of time to to get to know each other really well to on the court, get some get some prep time, get some work time with the coaches. It's a good preseason schedule set up for them. Ibaka missing this time shouldn't have that much of an effect. He is a veteran. He knows what he's doing. You know, I, I think he'll be fine as far as what the Magic need, but certainly you don't want to see knee injuries continue to recur. You don't want to see anyone hurt. Uh, and the fact that the Magic felt like they needed to go get this MRI certainly doesn't bode well that the soreness is going away. Uh, but you know the Magic are kind of making you know crossing their T's and dotting their I's and making sure everything is okay overall for who for the player that was probably the biggest offseason acquisition for them uh, this summer. So no Ibaka on Wednesday, but definitely uh, something to keep an eye on. Hopefully Ibaka will be back in time for practice on Friday or Saturday, depending on on, on the weather there. Uh, and we'll we'll hopefully see Ibaka in a Magic uniform for the first time on Wednesday against the San Antonio Spurs. Something though that that an injury like that does bring up though is depth. Is is how are the Magic kind of withstanding all these injuries to the roster? And we saw this a little bit with with how Frank Vogel managed his team Wednesday, down three starters again. It's preseason; no one really cares that much, but. Down three starters, you know, D.J. Augustin was the expected replacement for Alfred Payton. Uh, Mario Zonia stepped in for Aaron Gordon. Uh, and Bismack Biombo stepped in for Serge Ibaka at the four, or sliding over to the five, Nikola Vucevic at the four, or however you want to mix those two up. It, it doesn't really matter. The Magic, it feels like for the first time since uh, since this rebuild began, have some depth to, to, to withstand these injuries. Uh, the Magic talked about it a lot last year, but... When Alfred Payton went down with an injury, the Magic were kind of, you know, out of luck, so to speak, at, at that point guard position especially. But they were able to withstand injuries to Victor Oladipo at various times. When Vooch went out, Dwayne Dedman stepped in. Uh, you know, but certainly the, the quality wasn't the same. The, the quality between bench player and starter was a pretty wide gap, and, and the starters kind of knew they were starters. I mean, I, I don't think... There was any doubt who's going to start. Um, maybe Aaron Gordon was going to push Tobias Harris at some point. Uh, Evan Fournier emerging as, as a really quality three uh, was certainly a, 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 an interesting development, as well as kind of Channing Fry being in the mix. Uh, but the Magic's depth last year wasn't particularly strong, and the Magic kind of feel like this year they have a lot more depth. They have a lot more uh, of what they're looking for to withstand these kind of injuries. More important than that, though, withstanding injuries, which which will happen, and they're happening right now, obviously, to the team. More important than that, though, is creating competition and practice. If there's one thing that a lot of the players said they were really excited about, it was having that competition and practice. You know, having iron sharpen iron. We've talked about it so much with the bigs, especially. Nikola Vucevic, Bismack Biombo, who's going to start? Well, 
guess that's a still a big question, and, and right now they're starting together, but it's a big question over who's going to start. But at the same time, it's also a good thing that they're able to go at each other every day in practice. Especially Vucevic, who's a strong offensive player, going up against a strong defensive player like Biombo. They're able to make each other better by pushing each other in practice and battling for this position. Jeff Green is a veteran who's been around the block for a very, very long time in this league. Is able, you know, for, for everyone, you know, bagging on Jeff Green and, and, and him not living up to his potential, Jeff Green is still a, a contributor in this league. He's still someone who's going to get you 10 points a night, you know, if you let him. He makes he potentially makes Aaron Gordon better. He pushes Aaron Gordon in practice. DJ Augustin's a guy that's been around this league for a long time. He can push Alfred Payton in practice, challenge him in practice, so that when they get to games, the challenge doesn't seem that high. The Magic don't have a lot of kind of positional battles, so to speak, in training camp. But what they do have are players that are quality, proven NBA guys who can push some of these young players who for a lot of their careers, have been kind of gifted positions on a team. That's that's the nature of a rebuilding team in a lot of ways. And so as the Magic go through these early training camp practices and get into games, you know, a little bit, but, but especially now in training camp, they're going to be made better by having to play harder and play better in practice. You can bet if Alfred Payton doesn't play well, they'll think about starting DJ Augustin. That was never the case with Shabazz Napier or C.J. Watson, I don't think. You would think if Jeff Green looks really good, Aaron Gordon's going to be in some trouble. Or if Bismack Biombo looks really good and Nikola Vucevic is struggling on defense, you know, nothing nothing lights a fire under a guy like thinking his job might be in jeopardy, that, that his role, his minutes are in jeopardy. And that should increase competition within the roster. That should make players better. That's the theory, at least. You never know how that works. You don't want it to verge onto problems with ego. You don't want it to verge into problems of, you know, guys being upset they're not getting minutes or feeling like they've earned more minutes than they're getting. You don't want that. What you do want, though, is an atmosphere in your practices where guys can push each other, guys are really close and can fight against each other, but will cheer for each other on the sideline after. After, after practice is over or when the games begin. It's certainly something that the Magic are going to continue to watch as the season goes on, uh, as they continue to develop, is how they, you know, work to, uh, how they battle each other in practice and make each other better. You know, can watching Bismack Biombo or, or working with Bismack Biombo make Nikola Vucevic a better defender? Can... Bismack Biombo working with Nikola Vucevic make Biombo a better offensive player. I mean, those are, you know, those are things, you know, players listen to each other. They, you know, they I think there's there's a lot of credence in that and and, and you step up as a leader as you do that, but you know, I, I think that the increased competition and practice is going to make this team better. It's going to prepare players to step up when their numbers called like they are now. You know, again, preseason games aren't important, but we're going to begin to learn about the depth this team has and whether that depth is truly benefiting the team in practice by making players better, by pushing players harder, 
uh, by by adding a little competition. Competition is a good thing in a lot of ways. But you know, as long as players are accepting their roles, you know, it'll be a good. It, it all works out in the end. The Magic are working really hard to get on the same page, learn how to play with each other. Uh, but you know, they gotta they gotta light some fires too. They gotta they gotta feel some urgency if they want to compete for a playoff spot. And and I think with the way this roster is made up, they they certainly should. Before we move on to our final segment, previewing Wednesday's game, I do want to say quickly remind everyone about our sponsor, SeatGeek. Buying tickets online for sports and concerts has been a confusing process for a long time. It's always been hard to find the best deal for the game or show you want to go to, and none of those older ticket sites want to change that. But SeatGeek is different. They've come along and created an amazing app and website that makes it easier than ever for fans to buy and sell tickets. Orlando Magic single-game tickets for the entire season went on sale Tuesday. You know you want to go get tickets, but you want to make sure you get the best deal. That's why the first place I always go to to look for tickets to a game or concert is SeatGeek. Everything about SeatGeek is designed to make life easier for sports and music fans. SeatGeek does all the price comparison for you by searching multiple ticket sites and ensuring that you get the best possible deal. SeatGeek does all the work and you save time and most importantly, money. And SeatGeek wants to help you get the most bang for your buck. That's why every ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade based on value. You'll immediately see any underpriced seats and be able to find the best deals that fit your budget. If you're looking to go to Wednesday's game against the San Antonio Spurs, you can pop up SeatGeek. Right now I'm looking at it. I'm, you know, it's late, late, early morning on Wednesday here uh, on October 5th. I'm looking at the tickets available on SeatGeek and I see a lot of green dots. That means there's a lot of tickets for a good price. You can get in for as low as $10 right now to Wednesday's game against the San Antonio Spurs. Lower bowl tickets are as low as $25. Just imagine going to see a Magic game for that low of a price. There's certainly some tickets that are going for a little ba- a little more than that in the lower bowl, and you can see that immediately on your screen by this red dot that tells you stay away. That's a bad price. Green means go, red means stop. It's that easy on SeatGeek. And best of all, my listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. All you have to do to get your $20 rebate on tickets, download the SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab and click add a promo code, enter promo code LOMAGIC, and SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code LOMAGIC today. Finally, on to... The final thing we're going to talk about today, and that is tonight's game against the Cleveland Cavaliers. What should we expect when the Magic face the Cavaliers on Wednesday? Yes, they're the defending champions, and everyone wants to beat them. The Magic, as Dennis Newman pointed out on Monday's radio broadcast, the Magic haven't beaten the Cavaliers in, I think, something like 14 tries um, in the regular season. This won't count to that. No one cares. It's preseason. In fact... Uh, I saw a report from, uh, from that was posted on Fear the Sword, uh, the good, the great Cavs site there, that uh, Kyrie Irving's not going to play. LeBron James is not expected to play heavy minutes. He'll probably play, what, the first quarter or so, and that'll, that'll be it for him. Uh, so you won't see the main characters for the, the Cavaliers. Uh, for the Magic, you probably won't see much change. I doubt Alfred Payton's going to play. Frank Vogel pretty much confirmed that Serge Ibaka's not going to play. I would highly doubt Aaron Gordon plays, but there is a possibility he does. He's been working out with the team. Uh, he could, he may have been cleared for practice. 
on uh, on Tuesday while they were in Cleveland practicing. Uh, so it's it's very very possible uh, that it's kind of the same Magic team that we saw last year. Now, what should we expect from the Magic in this game? For me, it's really a continuation of what we saw Monday. I I I you know kind of was trying my best to describe what what I heard and what what I was listening to on the radio for for Monday's game and certainly there's a a tinge of optimism about the team because it's the beginning of the season and so everyone should be optimistic. I don't know why you wouldn't be. Uh but you know, it, from from everything that I could gather from from the reports on the Orlando from the reports from Josh Robbins of the Orlando Sentinel, you know, friend friend of the site, friend of friend of the friend of the podcast and everything. Uh, judging by what I heard on the radio, it, it really sounded like the Magic did good things. They generally got out and ran. They, you know, were generally energetic and playing with good intention. Uh, you know, they weren't clean or sharp or anything like that. They turned the ball over a lot. The defense seemed a little shaky at times, uh, but they, it, it felt like they generally did good things. And as Frank Vogel, I think, said after the game, you know, there were some good things, there were some bad things. It was the first preseason game. So, what what I always talk, what I always like to say is, I like to see continued improvement. I'm sure Frank Vogel would too. I want to see the Magic try and corral some of those turnovers while still having the intention to run. I want to see the Magic can improve on defense, uh, be a little more stout defensively, be a little sharper defensively. Um, you don't want to give up 102 points. Uh, you know, if you get if your starters get a lead, hold on to it for a little bit longer. Uh, again, it's preseason, so if you're end of the bench guys give up that lead. I don't really care. Um, but you want to just kind of see them continue to improve. And and it's tough. This will be the first game that many of us will see. Uh, this first game that pretty much all of us will see. The game is going to be broadcast on NBA TV. Game tip-off is at 7 o'clock on NBA TV. So this will be our first chance to watch the Orlando Magic for the first time and get a sense of what they're trying to do. Like, when I say... You know, it sounded like they had good intention. It, 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 I'm, I'm pretty, mu- I'm pretty much analyzing that in the blind, because I don't know exactly what positioning they're trying to get to, uh, where they're trying to be on the floor, how they're trying to defend, what kind of offense they're trying to one run. All I have is what's been described to me and, and what's on the radio, and it's kind of a silly way to, to to recap a game. But take that up with the NBA for failing to put the game on TV. Um. This game against the Cavaliers, again, it's not super important that they win. The result of the game does not matter. The result of any preseason game does not matter. It, it's nice to win games. Like I, I do remember one instance where it mattered that the Magic weren't winning preseason games, and that was before the 2004 season. The Magic, I think, went 1-8 or 1-7 in, in their preseason games. And I remember here, I remember reading some rumor that like Doc Rivers uh, was talking to his coaching staff before that season, like, the fact that we weren't winning preseason games or weren't playing well in the preseason was a red flag for that season. That was, of course, the year the Magic went 21-61 and 61 and, and ended up with the worst record in the league. So, yeah, you do maybe want to win a few games or not necessarily win games, but at least be competitive. And, and certainly I think the Magic did that in Monday's game with a second with kind of their second unit group. Uh, but... This game is about continuing to build off the foundation. That's what I wrote about after the Monday's game. The Magic seem to have set a foundation for themselves, and now they can build. They can they can begin building off of it, building up out of it, 
and uh, get better from it. Uh, that's what's most important for this Magic team right now. Get Getting better than the last time out. You know, cleaning up some of those some of those edges, sharpening some of those edges, cleaning up some of the mistakes that were made in the first game, taking some coaching, getting better, and, and, and again, continuing to lay that foundation. They'll have a week of practice to really clean things up, and I would suspect uh, by the time they play next Wednesday against the Spurs, they'll be much sharper and better than they were against the Cavs today. So, again, it's not a, a, a huge huge issue for the Magic. It's not a huge game. It's still going to be sloppy. It's still going to be ugly. Don't expect this team to look good. If, you know, Nikola Vucevic shoots 4 for 12 again, maybe you start worrying, but you probably don't, um, especially if he's jacking up threes and, and trying something out with his game. Um, if Evan Fournier doesn't have a great shooting night again, it, it's not a huge deal. You, you want to, you know, raise some flags maybe or, or, or note some things that you want to see improve. Uh Take a look at positives, but you don't want to go too crazy overreacting to these early preseason games. There's still a long way to go. Like I said, they'll have a week of practice before their next preseason game, so I expect vast improvement from Game 2 to Game 3. All I want to see on Wednesday is improvement from Game 1 to Game 2, even if it's slight improvement. Now, just just to see that there's something there to work with. I think that's the most important thing from the Magic uh, coming out of these two games is just showing that there's something there to work with. And it seemed like Monday they did that. We'll see Wednesday if they do that again. So again, the Magic playing in Cleveland against the Cavaliers. No Kyrie Irving. Probably very little LeBron. So the Magic will get uh, not a big test, but at least a decent test of themselves. Uh, you know, And again, it doesn't matter who the opponent is in preseason. It's probably more about what you're doing as a team uh, that matters more. So they'll get they'll get a look at them at themselves against another opponent uh, again Wednesday, which is which is all that matters and all that they need right now. So again, 7 o'clock NBA TV for that game. You know, if you live in Orlando, every game from here on out is going to be available for you to watch. Uh, Only two of the preseason games are on at Fox Sports Florida. That'll be next Sunday's game against Atlanta and the game against the Miami Heat coming up a little bit later in the preseason. But the rest of them are at home, uh, except for that game against Miami, which is in Miami. So the Magic will be very, very visible. We'll be able to chart their progress much clearer. That will do it for today's episode of Locked on Magic. But before I do log off, I do want to remind everyone, all my listeners that live in the Orlando area, that live in Central Florida, that live in the state of Florida, as well as anyone in in Georgia or or the Carolinas, if if you happen to be listening to the show, please keep an eye out on the Atlantic, uh, on your weather reports. Uh, Hurricane Matthew is... Not a joke. This is a Category 4 storm right now as it's passing over Haiti and Cuba. It'll probably weaken to Category 3 by the time it passes by Florida, while the eye is not expected to make landfall uh, in Florida. um, We are expected to get some heavy rain and winds, probably tropical storm force winds, on Thursday night heading into Friday. Uh, So please keep an eye on the weather. Be safe out there. Take care of everything. It's you know, Floridians have a way about hurricanes. We we do tend to joke about them, and I am certainly willing to joke about a hurricane here or there, too. I mean, I'm looking for a hurricane party to go to on Thursday as well, but we joke about it because we know how serious they are, and we do take care of ourselves and, and do take care of things when hurricanes do strike. Uh, so everyone that's in that cone of uncertainty with, with, hurricane, with hurricane Matthew, please be safe. Please be prepared. Uh, keep an eye on the weather. It, it, the, the track has been shifting westward 
into the state of Florida more and more throughout the day. Uh, there, I think there's a high-pressure system sitting out in the Atlantic that's pushing it closer to us and putting us in harm's way a little bit more. So I just want everyone to be safe, be aware, you know, don't don't take it too lightly uh, as, you know, hurricanes are powerful forces and, and we don't want to uh, tempt fate and get caught with our pants down, so to speak. So again, that's just my public service announcement for the day. Just just be aware that it's coming. It's going to probably hit us Thursday and Friday. Thursday and Friday. Uh, so I, I want to make sure that the word is out there to be safe and to and to be prepared as well uh, should that make landfall in Central Florida as well as in the rest of the state. Thank you all again for listening to Locked on Magic. We'll be back tomorrow with a recap of the Magic's game against the Cleveland Cavaliers. That's again 7 o'clock on NBA TV. For Locked on Magic and Orlando Magic Daily, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. We will see you all tomorrow. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.